What's up, guys? Today on the podcast, I talked to Jake Bartlett, a hunter from Pennsylvania, a former Marine, great dude. And uh, just to give you a heads up, he he tells a great hunting story that actually kind of just weaves through a few different seasons and involves uh, family and, and wonderful things like that. But but at the same time, the conversation steers towards kind of some heavier stuff and some some tragedy and some loss and and kind of conversations about how we, especially as men, uh, handle pain and handle trauma and uh, usually don't do it so well. Uh, so I think it's a great conversation, great hunting stuff, but even just uh, just better kind of man stuff buried into there. So uh, just so you know, that's where we're going today. Let's get started. Welcome to Hunting Stories, brought to you by Late to the Game Outdoors. Everyone loves a good story, and hunters have some of the best. Our whole mission is to collect and share great stories from hunters just like you to entertain and keep you motivated all year long. So, pull up a seat around the campfire, because here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Hunting Stories podcast. Uh, I am super pumped for my guest today. Reached out to me on Instagram, uh, Jake Bartlett. Um, man, uh, Jake, th- thanks for thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so you are you're a, a former Marine, right? Yes. Like like just got out of the service like this past year. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, got out in February of 2020. Oh man. Okay. Well, dude. I I mean. Uh, I will speak on behalf of all my listeners, really and truly thank you for your service, man. We we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate it. Oh man, it's it I mean it. Uh anyway, so so let's let's dig in here. You reached out, uh been listening to the podcast. You have, I mean, hunting since you were twelve, you said? Yep. I, I shot my first deer whenever I was twelve. So been yeah, hunting ever. So- <laughs> so a lot more experience than me. Uh, love that. Uh, but, but it, it's, it's deeper than that for you. Like there's just, uh, you know, we, I, I talk a bit in the first episode ever of the podcast about kind of mental health and, and men and how I think hunting can be so therapeutic in that. And, and dude, just in the little bit you've told me, like you have, you have been through it. Uh, so, so, so let's, let's dig in, uh, like, like start where you want to start and we'll, we'll see where the story and the conversation goes. So I plan on covering the last since November of 2019 is whenever things really started to come to light, I guess is the okay. best way to put it. So I was getting out in February and I had texted my girlfriend at the time. Hey, should I come home for rifle season in Pennsylvania or just bank up that leave and take terminal a little bit earlier, get out sooner? He was like, oh, you should come home. So came home, got my hunting license, and rifle opened. It was the first Saturday opener. It was November 30th. And the day before was our Thanksgiving at my mom's house. Obviously, you know, you eat too much turkey and end up falling asleep <laughs> on football. It's a great time. Well, they yeah. woke me up. It was my sister, my mom, and then Lex was right next to me, my girlfriend at the time, now fiance. And I was like, oh, why are you guys waking me up? It's not time to go yet. 
and they handed me a box and I opened the box and it was pregnancy tests, baby Bartlett, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And I was really confused because I had just woke up. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Who, who's having a baby? <laughs> you know? and then I, I, it finally clicks in my head and I'm like, oh, me, I'm having a baby. So, you know, I, I just didn't know what to say. I was dumbfounded. Uh, and obviously the next day, so I was the opener. So I text my cousin and I'm like, Hey, you know, the norm going out. He's like, yeah, we're going out across the house. So I was like, okay, I'll be there. And I'm a, I'm not a walk in the woods at dark kind of guy. Whenever it's rifles, if I kick something up, I want to be able to see it and be able to shoot it early day, you know, put some meat in the freezer kind of guy. Not for our truth, but for a rifle. <laughs> yeah. D- different <laughs> worlds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, yeah, we'll be here. I was like, all right, I'm going to go here. So I get to his house and I'm walking across the field, forgot my waterproof boots. And it's probably, you know, half a mile into the woods and then another quarter of a mile to the ravine that I want to hunt. And it was cold enough that it would freeze, but there wasn't any snow. So there's just nothing but puddles of ice water in it. And (laughs) I brought that aren't waterproof at all. So I'm take a step, crap, my boots wet, take another step, crap. Now both boots are wet. And then by the time I got to the end of the field, it was completely soaked. I was like, holy crap, it's eight o'clock. It's 35 degrees outside. I was stationed in Cherry Point, North Carolina. So I'm used to like 70 degree weather at that time of year. (laughs) I I get across and I'm like, I'm freezing. Go to reach in my pockets to pull out my gloves. My gloves fell out. (laughs) So I get to the ravine and I finally just sit down and I'm taking everything in. I'm like, holy crap. I'm going to be a dad. <laughs> it finally hits you. <laughs> yeah. I like finally got to sit down and just like take it all in without anybody around me. And I was like, wow, I need to figure life out. <laughs> so, um, I'm sitting there and um, text my cousin. Hey, what time are you guys going in for lunch? I'm freezing. It's like, 9 30 10 o'clock he's like oh we're we're sitting till 11 as soon as 11 hits we're gonna head in i was like all right cool i'll meet you guys there i guess like 10 45 and i see these there were three doe that came down the one side of the ravine up right in front of me and you can't shoot doe the opening day or opening week of rifle here so i'm sitting there and i'm hanging out and then i look at the last one coming and it's this little buck so Pennsylvania has an antler restriction, but if you're active duty or a senior or a youth, you don't have to follow the antler restriction. Oh, cool. So this buck comes down and these other ones ran right past me 10, 15 yards away. And then this buck stops and I was like, eh, I can shoot him. So I pull up, wham, hit him. He like takes a big leap. 
text my cousin and uncle. I'm like, hey, I just shot a deer. And they're like, okay, well, we're heading back to the house. If you need help, let us know. I was like, I don't need help. It's a little buck. Well, <laughs> there's nothing to hold on to whenever you're dragging up a ravine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I end up like gutting him. And, you know, smart Jake has him so that his head is on the top of the ravine and I'm down the hill from him. So as soon as I get him open, no. it's blood from the hips down, just covered. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, eh, at least it's warm, I guess. Like I have an excuse to warm up. <laughs> Use it to get my hands working again so I can drag him up to the field. Well, I get up to the field. I'm like, I won't be able to make it across this. So I walk back to put my gun down and everything else because all I had was a buck tag. I was like, I don't need a gun. Like, my deer's already killed. It's fine. Walk back, put my stuff in. My uncle's like, hey, you want me to bring the tractor over? I'm like, hey, if you would have missed out on hunting to bring a tractor over, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> he was like all right i'll get started you drag the deer i'll meet you in the field so i get over there and then my cousin uh he ended up taking a video of us he was like look at how these little girls are dragging the steer <laughs> <laughs> i was like ah leave it to lyle so you know i had that that set in i got uh I got a whole bunch of Slim Jims and jerky made out of that because there were a bunch of people in the military. There's a bunch of people that have never experienced like, hey, this is what a deer tastes like or anything. So wow, I brought down some meat with me and I left some for the family up here. And I, I think there was like five or six people that were like, this is what deer tastes like. I need to start hunting. And I was like, yeah, you do. Yes. Good. Good for you. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm getting back down there and I, I kind of ride out the coattails of it in January, late January. It was, there was a appointment for the baby and it was on a Thursday. Cause that's whenever we had field day and field day started at six and the appointment was at five. Had the appointment at five, done by 5.30, they discovered that there was an emphalocele. So what an emphalocele is, is whenever the stomach is forming in a baby, it's supposed to get, like, grow around the umbilical cord. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes it'll get tangled up in the umbilical cord, and then you have organs that are outside of it. Most of the time, it's not, like, too detrimental. There's a lot of times you can have surgery after the baby's here to put everything back where it's supposed to be, whatever. Okay. But it hit me hard whenever uh, that happened. And sure. I had text, you know, my buddies, I was like, hey, tell them I'm not going to be there. If they have a problem, you can tell them to uh, pound salt for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah, and totally get it. All right. So as soon as it was done, they're like, Hey, we got you cleared. You know, what's going on? And I told them and 
whenever people say that their military friends are family, they are, uh, it'll never not be a family, you know? Yeah. But so that happened. And then I got out in February, I got out a week and a half early. So I think it was February 9th or 10th was whenever my DD-214 was signed. Come back home and I was like, I need a job. So interviewed for a few places. I ended up spending like two or three days of my terminal and then started a job. And I never realized how much you lose yourself whenever you get out of the military. I went from, I was running a shop of, you know, 30 Marines to, Hey, I'm the, I'm the new guy. I'm the bottom of a barrel. Like, I don't know as much as I think I know this sucks. Like, what am I <laughs> <Yeah>. doing? <laughs> so I had that to fight with a lot. And then coming into Turkey season, I was like, Hey, Lex, you want to go out Turkey hunt? She was like, yeah, sure. I'll go. I asked Landon, he was like, absolutely. Let's go. Well, you're not going to be shooting a gun. He was like, why not? Eight-year-old, 40 pounds at the time, probably shouldn't shoot a 12 gauge. <laughs> yeah, you'd get, you'd get one shot off and that's it. I was like, you get one shot and then you're going to be scarred for the rest of your life. You're not going to like it. So, yeah. uh, we end up going out. It was not opening weekend. Opening weekend, we got engaged. I went out to my dad's field there and I hunted there. We had, I had a few birds calling stuff, but I had to be out of the woods at nine to go get everything ready to go get engaged and all that. Yeah. So I had a bunch of things to do there. So I didn't really hunt the first day and I was like, eh, it's turkey. At least I'm out. Yeah. And then the next weekend, they're like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Come on. Never in my life have I woke up my son as easy as I did that morning. I was like, <laughs> hey, you ready to go? Sit straight up in bed. It's freaking 3.30 in the morning. He's like, yep, let's go. Come on. <laughs> get them all loaded into the car. Get the decoys. We had previously set up a blind, my buddy and I. And he didn't live too far away. He was maybe a half mile from where we were hunting at. And we walk in and I see this other car in there. And as soon as it gets daylight, I can see him hunting on the top of the ridge. And I was like, all right, it's cool. So I'm sitting there and it's still dark. Landon, at the time he had like Sully from Munster's Inc. hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're sitting there and the blind isn't big enough for me because I shoot a shotgun with a 36 inch barrel. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm also 220 pounds. <laughs> so fitting all of us in the blind just wasn't going to work. So I was like, you two sit in here. We'll leave the screens up so you can move around. I'll sit outside. So, okay. Sit down. 15 minutes goes by. Dad, when's it going to get light? And he's like, you got about another 30 minutes. As soon as it starts to get light, not five minutes after it gets light, Dad, 
there's no turkeys around here. They would have been here by now. <laughs> I was like, you got to give it time. And I look back at the last dad, and his hair is poking out of the screens of the blind. <laughs> and he's like, Dad, can I use the scratchy call thing? And I was like, sure, dude, as long as it makes you be quiet. <laughs> I come into the tent. And I sit down. He hits it once. He's like, eh, nothing answered. I'm bored. And he lays down right in front of our feet. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So sitting there, let a half hour go by, let things calm down, hit the call. And then I have a bird go off to my left, a bird go off to my right, and a bird right behind me. Yes. And Lex. And this is her first time in the woods. She grew up like really, really city. So <laughs> she's never heard a turkey gobble before. And her eyes were like the biggest I've ever seen them. She was, <laughs> was that a turkey? I was like, yup, sure was. And I was like, we just sit here. We'll give it 15 minutes. Then depending on what they do, we'll call. If they start calling before 15 minutes, we'll cut them off. If not, you know, just let them ride in. So they start coming in. I call again. It's been about and all around us. And I was like, this is awesome. What a great first hunt for her to be on. You know, yeah. so he's missing out on all the action. <laughs> and, uh, the last time that I hit the call, this turkey gobbled and it was just on the other side of the brush that was to our right. And it was like super loud. Landon wakes up out of his sleep, stands up, he goes, Dad, what was that? Screams <laughs> it. And I was like, Well, the turkey we could have shot. <laughs> I would have I would have gladly stayed, but there was a guy that was like a hundred yards away from us hunting. <laughs> it was like, I don't want to ruin that guy's hunt. It was like, hey, do you want to go to Uncle Harris? He's like, yeah, let's go see Luna, his dogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're on the way out, and he's stomping, he's jumping on every stick because he's used to just us walking through the woods. Yeah. And I was like, hey, dude, heel toe. He was like, all right. Doesn't heel toe at all. Like, you know what? Here, come here. I'll carry you out till we hit the path. So pick him up. We walk back in. And I had brought some meat from the buck that I shot in November. And I was like, oh, crap, Harold. I need to run out here real quick. As soon as I go out, you're, and I was like, that sucker just shot the turkey that I called him for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go inside. I'm like, Landon, guess what? He's like, what? That guy that was hunting on the ridge? Yeah, he just shot a turkey. He was like, how do you know? And I was like, it came from the same spot that we were sitting at. <laughs> the turkey was coming in. We scared one of them away, but the other two were still coming. He was like, oh, well, good for him. And I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice kid. <laughs> yeah. It uh, helping other people out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then... Uh, we went out a few other times 
turkey hunting that season and no luck. Uh, usually after the first two weeks, the birds shut up hmm. and they're real hard. And then we go roll into June and then June 15th, I get a call while I'm at work. Like preeclampsia spiked. So her blood pressure's through the roof. Drive into the hospital while I'm at work. Uh, go there, end up going to Cleveland, and uh, at 11:18 he was born and passed away. Mm. And then I remember because COVID. So originally it was like, I don't even know if like grandparents or anybody's going to be able to come even say bye to him, which really sucked. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they told us, Hey, this is special circumstances. You can, you can call your family. They can come in, you know, grandparents, especially. So call my mom, stepdad, dad, stepmom my old stepdad, all Lex's parents, whatever. And, you know, my mom and stepdad show up and then my dad and my mama is what I call her. Uh, but, uh, they showed up and my dad is the man of no words. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. To, to say the least, like, you can tell that he loves you because how he acts. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, he, he came in and he was pulling Bryson and he goes, well, whenever my dad had Alzheimer's, my grandpa, he didn't know how to make a triangle, but he was able to make a full sentence only one sentence, you know, he didn't know who my grandma was because he remembered her as young Jane. Okay. He didn't know he was in the bathroom by himself, but he remembered that God is a good God. Hmm. That was the sentence. And for somebody that can't make a triangle, can't go to the bathroom by himself to know that God's a good God. And just because you don't know why you're in that predicament, there's a plan. Yeah. And you know, that, that plan soon became uh, very visual to me, I guess is the best way to put it. Okay. So Bryson passed away on the 16th of June. The 19th of June, we closed on our house. You know, Got our house. Uh, I'm very bad about speaking what's going on with me. And I, yeah, I'll, I'll probably always be very bad about it, but uh, through all of it, I've became a lot better at it, but I still suck at it a lot. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> improvement, but it's not natural. <laughs> so, we bought the house and uh, instantly I was like, we got eight acres. I'm putting up trail cameras. I'm putting up food plots. I, we need to go shoot our bows because, sorry, this is backtracking a little bit, but oh, all uh, good. 
So I bought Lex's boat off my one buddy that I was stationed with before he we went on deployment. He was like, hey, I know you want to get Lex's boat. Here, you can buy mine, 200 bucks, boat tech, infinity. And it was 200 bucks, came with their release, came with six arrows, all yeah. set up. Like Killer. <laughs> take my money. Yeah, so, after, that's a deal. Yeah. So I was like, heck yeah. Came with a case, everything. So uh, I was like, hey, we need to go get our bow set up, go get a new string on mine, get the peep, all that. Hers, get her draw length adjusted, everything, get her used to shooting. Like, we need to go get this. So after we bought the house, we went and did that. And then uh, we started shooting. She didn't understand how exciting it was to have a deer on the trail camera yet. Except <laughs> yeah. like a legal buck. Cause in Pennsylvania, there's not too many of them. Okay. <laughs> so we start getting into that and we ended up, or I ended up not communicating at all uh, because you can just stay busy and then your mind doesn't have to worry about wandering. Yeah. You, you don't have to, you don't have to deal with the pain if you just keep yourself yeah. busy with something. It was like, you stay busy. I tore down the garage in here and started making it a gym. I was like, you know, if I'm not focusing on hunting, I can focus on working on the house. This is awesome. You know, yeah. I never have to deal with it if I stay busy. And it got to the point where, uh, one day at work, she was like, hey, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, do what anymore? It was like, we went out to dinner yesterday, and all you talked about was deer hunting and working on the house. And I was like, okay. You haven't said more than two sentences about what's going on inside your head outside of that in the past two months. And I was like, well, I'll talk when I'm ready. Hmm. She was like, well, I don't know when I'm going to be ready, how much longer I can take of you not being ready. Yeah. She, she feels and, like she's going through it alone at that point. Yeah. Yeah. She, it, it really put her in a terrible position, you know? Yeah. Like, she didn't want to be that blunt, but she didn't know how else to do it. You know, blame her at all like yeah like i said i suck at communicating i probably always will but <laughs> you know i i told my boss at the time i was like dude i gotta go he was like what i was like my relationship is way more important than this job i need to go he was like okay well let me know what you need i'll be here you need tomorrow off next day doesn't matter just keep me in the loop, keep me going on. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. So what a good dude. Yeah. He, he's awesome. Uh, love him. But I, I came home and we ended up like patching things out. And then I ended up starting to get more with a kid. It's hard. You can't, uh, you can't just talk about anything whenever. 
Yes. You know? No, I've, I've got three of them. I, that yeah. I know. <laughs> so I was like, I, I can't talk about it whenever I feel like talking about it. Yep. And whenever we can't talk, it sucks because I'm tired. You're tired. Like, I just don't know how to do it. And we found us being able to talk about stuff through shooting our boats together. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Landon would, he would get into it and we would shoot together, but Lex and I were shooting for like two, three hours a day. Landon only had like an hour and a half in him before he was like, all right, this is boring. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going back inside. This is dope. (laughs) So then we had like the whole hour and a half to just sit there and talk to each other and enjoy each other's company. And that really started to help heal us. Yeah. And then archery season starts the first weekend in October. So, you know, she got out and saw her first deer in the wild. And she was all excited. And then a few days later, she was like, hey, I'm going to go to this other tree stand. I was like, okay, the one's right for it. So she goes out to this other tree stand and she sees a buck. She was like, I saw a buck. It went right here. (laughs) <laughs> right off the right, stayed in the brush all the time. I was like, okay, cool. Like, you saw something. That's good. And she was all pumped up. So we go out October 10th. And I was like, hey, uh, there's like a little ridge with an apple orchard. That's a cow pasture. And it's like, every time that I'm here, I see deer. And she was like, okay. Like, I'm going to go to the stand where I can still see you. And I'll just keep tabs. It was my oldest little sister. So Faith, it was her homecoming night. And I'm sitting in the tree stand and I'm watching up by Lex, not even paying attention to me. And there's three doe that pop out right in front of her. I know exactly where they're at. I'm like, they're 20 yards away. You can make a shot. She's like, well, they're little. I was like, it's your first deer. You know, if you can make yeah. a clean, take a clean shot, you can't shoot the big ones without shooting the little ones. <laughs> I'm just going to wait and see if another, you know, big deer comes through. You're like, okay, fine. Like that's what you want. I'm not pressuring you to shoot. So I put my phone in my pocket, not 10 minutes later, here comes this doe. And she was, I think eight yards away was my shot. And it was through a little, like, mug opening is all I had. I couldn't stop her or anything. So as soon as she goes behind the brush, draw, she takes a step. like, that's vitals. Wham. Let it go. She takes off running tails down. The tree stand that I was in, it hadn't had new straps on since before I joined the military. So oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, pretty sketchy. Yeah. So as soon as I shoot, I instantly just grab onto the tree. Okay. <laughs> and I text, try to call my dad. He doesn't answer. I call his house. I'm like, dad, I just shot a doe. I'm shaking so bad. I don't know if this tree stand's going to hold me much longer. So I'm climbing down. He was like, all right, do you want help tracking it? And I was like, if you don't have anything going on, I would love you to come track it. 
Are you a new hunter or even a guy with some miles under his boots who's still just trying to figure it out? I get it. I've been there. I'm an adult onset hunter who spent the last 15 years learning how to hunt. And so I wrote the book, How to Hunt, A Total Beginner's Guide to Hunting Big Game, as the resource I wish existed all those years ago when I first started. Whether you're planning to chase elk with your bow in the west, or you're hunting for whitetails back east, this book will take you from knowing absolutely nothing to your first harvest. It's packed with hunting stories and plenty of those times where I royally screwed up, you'll leave with a sound strategy for hunting big game and have plenty of laughs along the way. Grab a copy today at latetothegameoutdoors.com slash howtohuntbook. <laughs> so, he's like, all right, well, let me talk more. Are you here in the background? If Jake shot a deer, you better go track it with him. Like, yes. My dad gets to come with me. This is awesome. You know, uh, so we go and we follow the deer and it's just gushing everywhere. And then just randomly cuts off. Huh. And it was probably, yeah, it was the stand at last blood, do a circle. It's starting to rain. Stand oh. at last, do a circle. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I know that that was a good shot on her and we end up finding her and I've never been so ecstatic about a deer in my life because it was such a crap year. Yeah. But I got to experience something that I'm going to bring with me for the rest of my life with my dad. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And you know, I love Alexis, you know, but my first call from the stand is my dad. <laughs> yeah, sure. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> she can, she can get the next call. <laughs> <laughs> so for him to be there, especially, uh, it was my first archery kill ever. Dude, so, oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So for him to be there for it was incredible. And with the way the year has been, it was refreshing to say oh, the least. Absolutely. So we, we end up dragging it out or I guess my dad did 90% of the work while I did 10. <laughs> You're still shaking. <laughs> that, my dad, I don't know how he does it. He, he just turned uh, 49 in December. He ran a marathon whenever he was 47, never ran a day in his life. It was just like, hey, I told my sister I'd run a marathon, so I'm going to run a marathon. Ran a marathon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did it. But then uh, in December, we do our birthday workout. So however many years old, that's however many. One set of your age. Oh, wow. Your okay. Limb. So he squatted 225 for 49 reps. What? After running a marathon. Yeah. It's like at dude, 49? Yeah. That that guy's a beast. That's a whenever you look at a dad and you're like, my dad's a superhero. Yeah. I don't even think my dad's a superhero. He's just an alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's not natural to be able to do that. <laughs> but uh so yeah, my dad it, Paul's butt out of the swamp that we're hunting in 
And then we get it all loaded up. We get back to the house and Landon's outside. He's like, whoa, that's super big. And I was like, I know. You know, just, <laughs> just shot. I hung it from the ceiling in here. And with its head cut off, it was maybe like two, three inches from the ground. We oh, wow. Yeah, that's a big ceiling. though. <laughs> yeah, we, we aged her or I aged her. And she was three and a half years old, which, oh. you know, whenever you can shoot anything without antlers, that's pretty old doe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, did that. And a few weeks later, I ended up, I told my boss, I was like, hey, I want to take off the first week of November. He's like, oh, okay. No big deal. He's like, not the whole time. <laughs> uh, the Friday I got off, go pull the trail cam, see two or three really nice bucks on it. And I was like, man, I should have took off this week. <laughs> they were all <laughs> I was like, what the heck is going on? Hope I'm not too late. Hope they're still around. Plus it starting Monday because you can't hunt Sundays. I go out and I'm sitting in the stand. Have a legal buck come in. It wasn't big. And I was like, I'm not shooting that if there's these ones around. Yeah. So I sit there and I wait. And I was like, yeah, nothing the first day, nothing the second day. You know, just dough and little bucks coming through. They had a spike in what I call a unicorn because it had broke off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> broke off and they were sparring right in the food plot. I was like, this is pretty cool. You know, watched them and ended up getting nothing the rest of the day. So Thursday rolls around and I was like, all right, going out. Winds, the whiskey wind where it's like, eh, it could go either way here. <laughs> okay. But if any big deer is going to come through this way that I'm expecting it to, it's going to be on this wind where it works for us both. Oh yeah. Makes so, sense. And I see something coming through about 30 yards and I thought that it was a pie ball. You know, I just see like white and then I could see like a little bit of Brown mixed in and then it pops out in the food block. And I'm like, Oh, that's that big buck. <laughs> so I, it's at 16 yards. I'm picturing how I'm going to get it mounted. <laughs> that? Like, you know, there's cheerleaders cheering me on. I'm super excited. I'm like, wham, let it go. Like, yeah, smoked it. And then I see it trot off like 10, 15 yards, stop, turn right back around and look at me. I was like, that, that's not right. <laughs> like if anything you should have fell at 15 yards <laughs> so i i started looking around the top cam of my bow had hit a branch and it sent it just over its back no yeah and so it was uh i had marked the same it was the same arrow that I shot my doe with 
but I put Bryson's name on the fletching. So I was nice. even more upset at this time because not only did I miss the, you know, this is the buck that I wanted to shoot, but I missed it with my son's arrow. Oh, yeah. So I was heartbroken, devastated. It's like, I think it was 426 that came through by 445. I was back at the house and Lex looked at me. I looked at her and she didn't say a word to me because she already knew if I was back before dark that something was wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, my, my dad's like, Hey, you need to go out there. Like, I know, you know, you missed go out there, scour every inch of it. So we went out and we, we scoured and scoured and scoured, couldn't find the arrow. And, you know, I was like, there's no blood. There's no hair. Can't find the arrow. It's probably in the weed somewhere and came back to the house. So I was like, this sucks, whatever, you know, I'm over archery season, bring on something else. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My cousin, he's like, hey, let's go hunting tomorrow. That same night, I was like, all right, cool. (laughs) We go to the public land. I was like, we need to let my spot cool down for a little bit. Let's go over here. I was like, okay. So we go over there. I start climbing up in the climber and then I hear something. So I'm only like five, six feet up, knocking air. I'm like, worst things have happened before. If something comes through, I'm going to have a shot at it. Sure. And I'm sitting around looking around the tree and then I hear it come from underneath me and the clip that holds the climber broke. So I fell down, hit my tricep, bow bounces off the rack of the climber. My climber broke on me. Oh, dude. I was, I was like feet around the tree and able to shimmy down. And I was so mad that I just wanted to like throw the climber, never come back. And I was like, I'm going to make all hunters sound like they're trash if I do that. So I picked up a broken climber and walk out to my cousin's car. My cousin texted me. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, my stinking climber broke, dude. <laughs> so I'm fuming. By the time I get back, I'm like, screw this. You know, tearing my gloves off and everything. And he lets about a half hour go past. Then he texts me. He's like, hey, you done being a baby yet? At least sit in the weed. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'll sit in the weeds. So I sit in the weeds. I, I saw a little buck come running past right into him. And that was really it for the day. He saw a few deer, nothing that he wanted to shoot. And I wake up the next morning. I'm like, all right, I'm going to just go over my bow once now that I'm good. And I feel my sight and where the pins were was super wobbly. You couldn't tighten them oh. down and the plastic on them whenever I had fell. Dude. So I was like, oh, I got a reason to cite in my new HHA site. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, I 
threw that thing on and I'm out there and I'm like 70 yards. Whoa. Okay. I can deal with that. You know, five, <laughs> six, at 70 yards. Okay. I'll take it. So all day. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is awesome. I should have switched one of these a while ago. So I switched <laughs> to that. Rest of the year, uh, I didn't really see anything. And then uh, that was that was kind of it. You know, Lex didn't make it out as much as she wanted to. So hopefully this year we can get her out more. Yeah. And then we had Thanksgiving and we were on the rifle season again. Okay. We found out that Lex was pregnant with Ariella, our daughter that's going to be born any day now. Yeah, that's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped for it. But uh, so she was like, hey, I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh, that feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> Not like weird in a bad way, but weird in like a, I'm excited, but I'm terrified at the same time. Even yeah. more than the first round, you know. Uh, and I was like, do you still want to go rifle hunting? She was like, yeah, absolutely. So we went out and we bought her a 350 Legend. Okay. Probably bad for out where you're at, just because how long you have to shoot. Yeah. But here, all the shots are under 100 yards for the yeah. most part. Perfect. So it has 20% less kick than a 243. And Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. My, my wife's on a 243 and that, that sounds even better. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, we'll get this. So we bought that and we get all sighted in and I was like, all right, let's go up to the Apple Orchard. Okay. So I shoot uh, iron sight 30 off six. And then, Old school. Love it. <laughs> Well, whenever they're that close, you, you know, it's no, easier it's to the, yeah, the, the iron sights and the, the caliber, like it's classic. I love it. <laughs> so we're out in the apple orchard and I'm like, hey, there's a deer. Hey, there's another deer. And she pulls up and she was like, I can't get him in my scope. And I was like, we'll let down. She does a squat. And it's like, I can't see him even more now. And I was like, stand <laughs> up, put him your scope. Just he stands back, didn't let the rifle drop one time, stands up. <laughs> I can see its butt. And I was like, okay, well, don't shoot there. She's like, okay. All right, just wait for him to turn. Wait for him to turn. She gets tired, squats back down. <laughs> Still doesn't <laughs> squats back down. And I was like, what are you doing? A workout? <laughs> I'm up and down with the rifle, not understanding that I want her to put her gun down, not herself down. <laughs> She's like, doing this Brazilian butt workout in the middle of this field while there's deer 50 yards away. And I was like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? And, and I was like, hey, you need to stand up, get your scope on them. They're about to wind us. And sure enough, she gets him. She's like, 
he's behind a tree. I was like, okay, well, maybe he'll take another step or two. Didn't end up taking another step or two. The wind shifted a little bit to the right, so they ended up winning us. We take off, and I was like, I shouldn't tell her to shoot at him now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you're struggling getting a bit of scope whenever you're standing there, you know, you shouldn't shoot on something that's running. So, (laughs) yeah, not not generally. And then she got like the first trimester morning sickness. Yeah, that was, that was not fun. So she like pukes and stuff. And I'm like, all right, let's just get out of here. Follow my footsteps. So we're trudging through the snow. It's like up to my mid shin, but she's like a whole foot taller or shorter than me. So it's like up to her knees. I'm through the snow and she was like, this gun's heavy. Can you carry it? I was like, yeah, sure. So I unload mine, put it on my back. And I was like, be ready because if a deer pops out, you're shooting it. So she's trudging through behind me. And then six deer cross the road, come right into this little Creek. And I was like, dear, go to hand her the rifle. And she's like 10 yards behind me. And she's like, where? Like, you missed him. <laughs> so we keep going. And, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's funny to look back and we still like poke fun at her, just like Landon and her both poke fun at me for missing the buck. But, we got, uh, you know, back to the house. Nothing else really happened. I got to take Landon out for the first time, rifle hunting during deer. And he did pretty good. He made it probably two and a half hours before it was like, I'm bored. Can we walk around? Yeah. That Which is, sounds better than turkey season. <laughs> yeah. A definite upgrade. He sat still. <laughs> didn't move. But yeah, he made it on there. And then now where life's at is she's pregnant, about to give birth any day now. Uh, Landon, he's wanting to get out to go rifle hunting now. And I was like, well, you need to get shooting because I'm not taking you out unless you're comfortable shooting, you need to have yeah. good shooting form. You need to, you know, we'll give you a stick for now, but <laughs> whenever you get older, you're going to not have a stick. You're not going to have this. Uh, so he wants to get into it and he's hell bent on going out. So I'm like, you want to go out? We'll go out. I don't care if we miss every single deer in Erie County. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Fine with me. So a yeah. lot more than meat in the freezer and trophies. You just make memories. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, Dude. Lexus decided to shoot her bow. She, she'll she sit outside with me every day and watch me shoot mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I imagine, you know, nine months pregnant gets in the way of shooting a little bit. <laughs> Oh yeah, just just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Best to 
meter distances. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Well, like, I mean, killer arc of a story and, and back and forth with family involved and, and chaos and everything. Um, how are you like, if I can ask, like, how are you doing now? Uh, a little bit removed from, from tragedy, new baby on the way. Like, how you feeling? Uh, it's good. I, I feel good. I mean, uh, actually this morning I got diagnosed with carpal tunnel in both my hands. So oh, that dude. Can, yeah, I gotta, gotta figure that out. Uh, what I'm going to do for a career now, cause I work with my hands, but oh, man, uh, outside of that, you know, everything's falling in place. I mean, I'm sure that there's a reason just like, uh, you know, it sounds, it sounds really shallow saying it, but Bryson's death allowed me to become emotionally vulnerable and grow with Alexis way more than I thought that it would. Yeah. So, uh, I feel like now I'm more mature and I can be a better father because I'm able to openly be the guy in the family or the man in the family that's, Hey, you know, life sucks, but God has a reason for it. And even though you feel like a piece of crap, a lot of times if you talk to your significant other and you just allow yourself to be emotionally vulnerable, you will see a completely different side of you that you will never see because you're entirely too hard on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, that's good stuff. Uh, that's, that's good advice for, for any guy listening and for, for me as well. I think we, <laughs> Man, especially when things suck and when they hurt, we we like to avoid yeah. it. Like you said, you know, we, we, we have a million different strategies for like running away from the pain and not dealing with it. Uh, and when we do that, we just we alienate the people closest to us and we don't fix our own pain anyway. And so, yeah. I mean, I just uh, I commend you for like respond. I mean, when when your fiance came to you and like kind of confronted you on that, there's there's a lot of ways to go. And a lot of guys probably would have like, you know, brushed it off and flown off the handle or something but like you took that in and you like no i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna listen i'm gonna take some action i'm gonna start to to work through this and uh and i i mean as you just said your relationship is better for it you're better for it um yeah yeah so not not to turn this into the therapy hour but any guys listening uh <laughs> it's okay we have feelings talk about them it it does more damage not to for sure Especially with the ones that you're close with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you pick your wife and that's the person you chose to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. So she should know everything about you no matter what, just like you should know everything about her no matter what. And you should have those moments where she's, hey, this is it. She puts <laughs> her foot down, you put your foot down. Just don't put your foot down as pride, you know? Yeah. yeah Just it's, like a squat rack and saying, yeah, I'm going to squat 500 pounds and your actual squats 225. It's ridiculous. Don't do it. You know, you're just <laughs> make things worse. Yeah. 
dude totally that's uh man uh great stuff seriously um man well where where can like uh if guys want to 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 reach out or or get in touch i know there's uh i'm sure there's a ton of guys that that relate to your story that have been somewhere near in your shoes uh where can guys get a hold of you uh on instagram i will say send me a message before your request to follow me because i'm not big on strangers following my family and stuff so send me a totally message so, <laughs> yeah. uh, jakey j-a-k-e-y underscore jake j-a-k-e-6 on instagram sweet uh and I'll, I'll make sure there's a link to that in in the show notes uh and like you said message him first don't don't just come on strong right out of the gate like hey i'm gonna follow you like ease into it talk to the guy uh <laughs> i know how to talk to him <laughs> no no great for sure but uh yeah uh don't want your your uh follows flooded or anything um dude jake thanks thanks so much for sharing for uh Man, not only sharing hunting stories, but also like being being vulnerable, being real, uh, just throwing a, a painful personal story out to the world. Like that that takes a lot of courage, and uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was a lot. Uh, do you mind if I give a like little shout out to a, a foundation that no, really no. helped us? Please do so go for it. If anybody out there has any money that they would like to donate, I'd really encourage them to look towards Emma's footprints. Uh, Emma's footprints paid for Bryson's cremation. Uh, we got little, uh, I'll send you a picture of it later, but we got little nine millimeter shells with his ashes in it and uh, oh, wow. Emma's footprints paid for it all. So, wow. If, that. yeah, um, if anybody has something, you know, people like me, which is one in four pregnancies and in uh, stillbirth or losing the baby, wow. that's 20% of pregnancies. Uh, but if, if anybody wants a good organization to donate to, please just look out for Emma's footprints and reach out to them. Wow. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'll also, uh, I'll, I'll look that up. I'll put a link, uh, to there in the show notes too. That's, uh, cause that's huge. Just having, I mean, when you're in the middle of crisis and tragedy and pain, having yeah, someone or an organization, yeah, yeah. Something, someone who's ready to like come and help in so, even a practical way like that is just super, yeah. super helpful. They, do, uh, they like had a counselor come in and we like got his footprints on a board and everything like that. And I took pictures. It was awesome. Uh, definitely helped looking back at the time, you know, uh, you transfer it to anger a lot of the times, especially if you're a guy. Yep. So, you know, but looking back on it now, I am glad that they were there. And yeah. they have uh, outreach groups too. So even if, you know, you're not going through the situation that I went in, you're still able to contact them. And they have for mothers, for fathers, for brothers, for sisters, 
just like these group meetings uh, where you can get on and just talk and everybody has been in your shoes through there. So that's another awesome thing about them too. Yeah. Dude, yeah. No, you, you, you can't go through stuff like that alone. Like you, you need, <laughs> you, you need people around you and especially having people that actually know how you feel like makes, makes a world of difference for sure. Uh, man, dude. So I, I'm getting like caught. I'm getting, getting emotion. You're making me feel emotions here. Uh, <laughs> um, but dude, Jake, thank you again. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll have to, you know, have you back on, get some, some stories of when, when you see that buck again and you put an arrow through him, uh, or oh, when, you, when your boy gets his first one. Oh, what was that? The neighbor shot him. We went out the, the Saturday oh. in the boat and he was like, yeah, I shot a real nice one today. And I was like, Oh really? He's like, yeah. Look at it. And I was like, that looks like the buck I missed. He's like, Is that what the nick on his back was from? I, he said that if it would have been like an inch or two lower, it would have spined him, but it was straight in line with the double long. Oh, man. So it was, I, I had every right to have the cheerleaders cheering and picturing what he was mounted by, but yeah, it didn't happen. Uh, a good guy got him. So that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I was able to at least hold him and, I was able to send him pictures, all the pictures I had of him. I sent him. Awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, worry. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll uh, you'll you'll tag something awesome, or or your wife will, or you know, there, there are more stories to come. I'm sure. Uh, so oh. so, dude, let let's stay in touch. Let's have you back on. Oh, for sure. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, to, uh, to everybody listening, uh, thank you guys for, for tuning in as always. And, uh, and man, we'll, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back very soon with, uh, with more hunting stories. Thanks so much for tuning in to hunting stories. And if you want to stay up on what we're doing with the podcast or anything else going on with late to the game, go ahead and check us out at late to the game outdoors.com or give us a follow on Instagram at late to the game outdoors. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.